0: The following is a paid program, and the views expressed on this show do not represent the views of WJZAM, Intercom Communications, its sponsors, or affiliates.
1: top of the rope a little earlier than usual that's okay schedules change gonna be joined by chris pinero the beard himself beard face whatever you want to call him from bearded impact he's our authority on the impact that's for sure chris what's happening man hey what's going on gil Uh, i'm I'm doing all right we're uh we're gonna delve into the wonderfully juicy topic that is wwe stomping grounds and all of these fantastic things that are being accompanied with it in the regularly scheduled Twitter explosion in the world of wrestling. Um, yeah. I, I I mean, let's, I just kind of want to start with that. It's not, I mean, everybody can have an opinion. I really haven't seen an opinion that I outwardly don't agree with, to be honest. But what I've been hearing a lot of and seeing a lot of is the concept of go away heat. Now, I don't I mean I'm one of those wrestling fans that doesn't think that's a real thing. Uh as far as I'm concerned heat is heat. It really doesn't matter how what type it is it, or how you get it. Heat is heat. So I'm I'm curious as to your opinion on this especially in Baron Corbin's case with the main event that changed a lot of people's opinion about this entire show.
2: Oh for sure. Um go away he's kind of hard. I'm sure there are some people that want to see him go away. Um but I, most of it may just be that the fact that he's not really ready for the spot, I think that's what a lot of the heat was, is he's not ready to be the main event guy. And I think he kind of proved that last night. Uh, but as far as go-away heat, I think that's usually when they're silent for you. I, I think when you look at, uh, <clears throat> like like you said, if, if you're booing, if they're booing, you're doing something right. You've got to be <laughs> doing something right because they're engaged. Yeah. Um, it, it's when they're definitely silent that's the go away heat, in my opinion.
1: Yeah, no, I, I agree with you 100%. If there's a reaction, it's, I mean, especially from the business perspective of WWE. If there's a reaction, they're going to run with it, no matter what it is. I mean, we saw it in much more direct terms a couple years ago in NXT with, uh, I know she is one of the th- thou shalt not be named types, but I have to say it for this example with Eva Marie is she had very outspoken go-away heat. The thing is, she didn't go away until it changed from boo- from booing to silence. When people booed her, they're like, we can do something with this. People want to see her fail because they don't like her. But once they stopped reacting, they, well, all right, we got to get rid of her now. Nobody's doing anything when she comes out. So I think that's, uh, I agree with you 100%. I think, that, I think that's the case. But- as far as that's concerned, and the overall show and all that, I think they did extremely well. I don't know if this is me having lowered expectations for a WWE pay per view or or <laughs> what, but I I, th- I think they did very well for themselves and in, in more and in more of the matches than not. In my personal opinion, main event included. I think.
2: Oh, I, I do too, and. Um I think, like most people, I went in with very little expectations. This isn't a name pay per view. In fact, it's a you know a new name for a pay per view. So I didn't have much expectation, especially on the two week and two day build. Um, but I, I thought it was a very good show in between the ropes. Um, a unique finish to a cage match. I didn't think you could finish a cage match in a new way, but they certainly did. Um, and I didn't hate the main event. It's just one person wasn't ready to be there.
1: <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, I hear what you're saying. I think, uh, I, I mean, for me, as far, the, the one that sticks out to me is Reigns and McIntyre. I mean, those two left everything out there. And I understand Shane was a part of it, and that automatically guarantees a bad reaction from a lot of wrestling fans nowadays, just because they're tired of seeing him. But those two, in my opinion, they they just went for however long it was. It seemed like it was about a 20-minute match. And Drew, I think, did very well for himself. Roman did very well for himself. And the main complaint was people would have liked to have seen Drew go over. I mean, the way I phrased it on Twitter is I just retweeted what Bully Ray said. She said, "Ah, I would have liked to see Drew go over. But other than that, pretty good big hoss fight. Great match. And, I mean, I remember when that's how we used to react to things. Now it's, man, this company has totally lost its way how dare they <laughs> and i and i just it's just excessive to me i don't i don't understand it so and that's why i'm glad i have you cuz you're you're the impact guy and the brand that actually brings out a pretty good product most of the time but it has some sort of toxic undercurrent to it especially with superstars asking for their release i mean you you have scarlet bordeaux who just got a release you you've you agree killer cross is probably next uh, you even mentioned on our on our half year spe- super special that's going to come out today. Is you think LAX might even be one of those teams that finds their way somewhere else? So I I'm just curious uh, to, to ask you about impact real quick. Is the exodus going to be as mass as we think it is?
2: It will be if there isn't damage control. Um, there there seems to be a couple of very reasons these people are leaving, whether it's um, spot or creative or um, the influx of older talent. And it's it's a lot of young, hungry lions wanting the top spot, but the old lions are being brought in. And um, you know, in in a case of Eli Drake, who just left earlier this year, who was fired early, But made it very clear he wasn't coming back. He was not happy with the fact that they brought in a Johnny Impact and an Austin Aries and a couple other guys and just kind of moved him down the card. Um, Like going from a first string quarterback to a third string in a matter of weeks. Um, He wasn't happy and he never regained his position. And I think. If the influx of this new talent with, I mean, Michael Elgin was a great pickup, but if you keep bringing back RVD, Tommy Dreamer, and Sabu, guys whose heyday was 15 years ago or more, um, yeah, you're going to see a lot more unhappy people, and the exodus will be big.
1: Yeah, no, I I agree with that. I mean, you you explain that in a lot more detail on the half-year special when it comes out. Everyone, please check that out when you actually hear the entire Turnbuckle Topics crew all at once. Uh, but my, my next thing to, to jump back to, to stomping grounds is, um you know, big shout out to Mike and Tony here from Champions Advantage. Uh, the, the cruiserweight championship might have been the best overall match in between the ropes at, on that show. And it was on the kickoff show, which I did not think they were going to do because normally they put one of them on there. And I'm thinking, is it going to be the SmackDown Live tag team titles? Maybe they'll put Kevin Owens and New Day there, you know, or Owens and Zane versus New Day there. Maybe that you know they'll sneak something in there. But instead, it was the Cruiserweight champions. Now, Tony Nese has said repeatedly how much he loves the kickoff show spot because it's a lot more people. It's not network and pay per view restricted. It anybody can, you know, if you turn on the pay per view channel, you can see it. If you can't, you know, it's not, you don't need the network to see it. It's a lot more readily accessible. So I'm just curious, is, is the negative press for no main card for 205 Live actually a bad thing in your opinion, or are they in a better spot because they may have more eyes on them?
2: Um, I kind of see it differently than a lot of people. A lot of people on Twitter are like, oh God, kickoff show. They've been relegated to the B show. But I I would look at it more of a badge of honor, um, especially nowadays in, in professional wrestling. You want to start the card hot. You want to put a good foot forward so everybody is, is excited for the remainder of the card. And I think what they're telling the 205 guy, Live guys with this spot is you are what's going to get the crowd going. You are going to be one of the best matches of the night, and we need you to get the crowd invigorated and get the crowd into the night. And so I think the fact that they're being put on the kickoff show is a way to jumpstart what could be a cold crowd. And so I would think of it more of a badge of honor.
1: Yeah, no, I I don't disagree with you at all. I I think that's a good point. Uh, Now, now let me, let me uh, bring in something that, rarely affects booking but last night we actually have the chance to talk about it because i don't know if it affected booking but it sure seemed like it did as the show was going on and that was the smackdown live tag team championships which is the heavy machinery were clearly supposed to be the faces everybody at home considered them the faces and daniel bryan and rowan have done a great job making themselves incredibly obvious heels even at the expense of official charles robinson apparently So, but then the match goes on and they're in Tacoma, Washington, which isn't that far from Aberdeen, which is where Daniel Bryan is from. And the whole place is so rabid for Daniel Bryan and by association, Eric Rowan. I don't think that affected booking. I think they would retain either way. But my question is, let's say you and me are running a show and that happens and we're in Gorilla and we have it booked for the non-hometown boys to win. Would you look at me and go... Maybe we should say in the ref's ear that we gotta swap this finish because this crowd is so hot for these guys. Uh,
2: yeah, I think when they're that hot, you don't have a choice. Um I've never heard a crowd chant we recycle. Yeah, that before. was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> that,
1: that was awesome. We recycle the, the ultimate Daniel Bryan <laughs> endorsement. We recycle. Yes.
2: Best best new chance of twenty nineteen right there. Um but yeah, I've, I've never heard a crowd get that hot aside from maybe Canada with Bret Hart in the late 90s.
1: Yeah, or or if, Ooh. dare I say, CM Punk in Chicago in 2011. CM Punk in Chicago, yeah, absolutely. Um,
2: so, yeah, I think if you're in Gorilla, even if, as much as I love heavy machinery, and as much as I think they could do very well with the tag belts, I think if you're sitting in Gorilla and the, the, the plan was for machinery to go over, I think you call an audible because... <laughs> That crowd was hot, and you would have killed them immediately if Daniel Bryan loses
1: there, I, th- I think. Yeah, no, I agree. Now, the, the fortunate thing is I think Otis in particular, as well as Harry Machinery, period, actually did a very good job to get themselves over regardless of result. I, I, I think they did, they did very well with that. And that happens a lot in losing efforts. You see that all the time, and it doesn't really get recognized anymore. It's almost as if if you don't win, we're not going to recognize it. Like, that's kind of how I felt about McIntyre and Reigns. Yeah, I would have liked to have seen Drew go over. That would have been cool. But I think he did plenty to get himself over. He just didn't win. And if Shane McMahon wasn't there, that angle wouldn't be a possibility. So I, I don't know. Uh, I, that's why I don't consider it a negative that Drew's in Shane's pocket. Because Shane gets a lot of airtime, And Drew's next to him the whole time. How, I don't know how that's a negative for Drew McIntyre. I don't know how that is. You're, you're next to the, one of the biggest characters on the show right now. Every time he's on camera.
2: Yeah, and I, I think long term, which is a, a term that we've apparently forgotten in WWE nowadays, but long term, it can actually add something to Drew. I mean, he's been, he's being on TV a lot. Um, we're seeing good matches from Drew. Even with Roman Reigns, two guys that are very underrated for how hard and how well they, they work. And eventually, there's going to be a split. And when that split comes, either Drew's going to be the bad guy or Drew's going to be the good guy, but he's already going to be a main event guy. Yeah. And, that, and so true. I think long-term, it could definitely benefit him, but we, we as Wrestling Twitter um, <laughs> tend to forget long-term exists sometimes.
1: Yeah, I agree. Well, Chris, uh, I'm up against the break. I got to let you go, man. But it was fun to have you on. Fun to talk to you. And I'll have you on while, once I get the chance again.
2: Absolutely, man. Thank you so much for having me on today.
1: Yeah. All right, Chris. Take it easy, brother. You too, Chris Panero, the other half of as we call ourselves the Silver Tongue Devils. If you have, if you've ever heard a more silvery broadcast, you're lying. All right. Well, I got to step away for a second. Make sure you check out Pro-Am Belts, please. We got a promo code TBT15 off. Check them out. When I come back, my lines are open and you can complain to me in person. Stick around. It's going to be fun.
0: At 6.45, the College World Series is on CBS Sports Radio 1300. The top two college baseball teams will square off at TD Ameritrade Park in Omaha, Nebraska to determine who will be the 2019 NCAA champion. Drive deep to left field. Westwood One's coverage of the College World Series with Kevin Kugler, Scott Graham, and John Bishop begins tonight at 6.45 on CBS Sports Radio 1300. <laughs> CBS Sports Radio 1300 is WJZ-AM Baltimore, WJZ-FM HD3, Cajunsville, Baltimore. Your home for Maryland, Terrapin Sports, and live sports talk around the clock. Get ready, Baltimore. (laughs) It's time for some super slams and beatdowns. We've got the cheap shots and the clean finishes. Watch out for the chair. Oh, that's got to (laughs) hurt. This is Top of the Row. Your Monday night wrestling show on CBS Sports Radio 1300. Now, here's the enforcer. Baltimore's own
1: Gil Kuda Jr. Welcome back. Yep, welcome back. Despite the opener. We got a different time, man. Started at 545. We're okay. We had our own kickoff show with me and beard face Chris Pinero from Bearded Impact. Listen to his show, man. I was not an Impact fan at all. And then I listened to his show a couple times and now I'm watching Impact. Because of his show. I will gladly admit that. Because I, I was one of those guys that just, I, I just never liked the vibe of Impact. I never, even when Jeff Jarrett kind of started it, and all, I just never liked the vibe of it. Even when they had one of their best rosters. When Christian went as Christian Cage, and Abyss was in his prime, and AJ Styles was there, and Jay Lethal was there, and Ric Flair was in a managerial capacity. Things like that. However, thanks to Chris Pinero, I'm back on it. Now, I I have to say, uh, last night's show, Stomping Grounds, see, this is where you guys can complain to me. See? It can be so much more than an at on a social media app. You can actually complain and talk to me personally. 410-481-1300, my lines are open. If you were not happy with Stomping Grounds, Good. Tell me why. If you were happy with Stomping Grounds, good. Tell me why. If you didn't watch Stomping Grounds, good. Tell me why. I just want to hear why. Don't just say it was trash and walk away. Don't do that to me. That's not, f- you're not helping yourself. Help me help you. Express it, man. Because I thought it was a good show. I, I did. I actually liked the show. And you can go on and say I had low expectations and they've been bombing a few pay-per-views and everything. Fine, if that's your opinion, that's okay. I have never been in the camp that WWE is as in the dumps as people think it is. It's not. They have good... St- and here's what I admire about them. Warning, WWE apologist tweets will follow this after the show. Th- this is why. They haven't brought or really brought that many people in to try to fix things. Brock Lesnar look his contract's been like that for years that's a bad excuse but they've taken who they've got and tried to make it work i literally just talked with chris pinero from bearded impact about this with impact wrestling they brought in all the ecw originals to try to save things and because of that the younger talent wants to leave because they're not getting their due i'm sorry but that's a ratings grab I'm not saying WWE hasn't tried ratings grabs because they have but most of the time they take who they've got on their roster and try to make it work and I admire them for that also because they pay everybody enough they kind of have to they don't really have a choice however I would love to hear your opinions on such things I got somebody who wants to Keith is on Keith what's up brother
3: how you doing, Gil? How you feeling tonight?
1: I'm good, man. What do you got for me?
3: Listen, I thought Stomping Grounds was a very good show. It exceeded expectations. Um, the WWE's decision to put the US strap on Ricochet was excellent. I thought it caught a lot of us fans off guard. It was a well worth match, um, and Ricochet, being that he mainly fought from underneath at least the first four and a half to five minutes, by my calculation. I thought he was great in his comeback, you know, in the transition to his aerial maneuvers, which he's known for. Um, It it was a great finish. I thought it was a nice touch showing all of the uh, NXT alumnus in Gorilla, you know, uh, clapping for him, giving him praises, including Charlotte. I'm sure you saw that. Yeah. 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 Um then, from there, the match between uh Bailey and alexa bliss uh was was much better than the matches that they had two years ago um Roman and Drew, as you just alluded to um earlier, was a very well worked match uh, uh, that, even was, though I felt,
1: that was a great big horse match man Whew. Just two guys of that size to put. I mean, in the beginning of the match, when Roman Reigns quite literally grew wings. I mean, he's done that that dive before, but he's never gotten up like that. I thought he was going to clear Drew entirely. It was that was dude's been working out or something. That was crazy.
3: Yes, and it was unfortunate that the fans, for whatever reason. You know, at the very onset of the match, I don't know if it's because maybe they're somewhat tired of Shane, or just wasn't into the opening of the Drew uh, Roman match. They seemingly were getting a little restless and were chanting things, you know. But later on, they got into it near the finish.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. No, I, 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 I noticed that. I, I think, I think that was a lot of, a lot of Shane stuff. I think, uh, I think a lot of people are tired of Shane getting the airtime and. Stuff like that, but I mean as far as I'm concerned I do I think they could have they can handle Shane better yeah absolutely but as far as I'm yep. concerned, a heel McMahon on TV on a weekly basis is never a bad idea
3: correct and and moving on the Kofi match was was excellent as far as the finish it it, it showed Kofi's athleticism to see how far he leaped <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, that was uh, that. I, I think Chris said it best earlier. I've I didn't think there was a new way to end a cage match, but there was, and they found it. So it was yeah, it was that that was definitely innovative. That was cool to see them take that approach.
3: Right, and then the main event. I was actually hoping that the surprise ref would have been Bobby Lashley because I have a feeling that at some point in the very near future he's going to turn babyface, um, and he'll probably. Get into a feud with Baron
1: Corbin. That's just what I see. Hey, I, I would have no issues with that. I've I've been on I've been on Bobby Lashley's side ever since he came back. I mean, I think he's he's got every tool you you could ever need. And despite what people may say about his promo, his promo ability, when he had somebody who could talk for him, it it worked. Yeah. But now that he doesn't, and I'm sure you've noticed this, he doesn't really cut promos. He just kind of comes no, no, out. No, no. He just kind of comes out and says, "I'ma destroy you," and then that, that's about it. And it's really all he needs to do. I mean, I he, here's here's my thing is, and they, we haven't seen him too much since it, but at Super Showdown, he had the entrance with like the Chris Masters stage and like the lights yeah. and everything. Why is that yeah. not every Monday? That's what Go he right. needs every Monday. The Almighty yeah. Angle is great for him and they're just not going far enough it can't just be a, on a t-shirt you need to go farther with that if you want to call him the almighty act like it
3: yes I truly agree and but overall you know I thought I would give it a B plus plus. Um, and to have a pay-per-view three hours and 20 minutes or less is great for WWE <laughs> Believe yeah
1: me. yeah no they're, they're, the, the time constraints have been yeah I, I agree with you there man alright Keith thanks for yeah. calling in man Good to talk you. to Keep you. Keep
3: up the good work. Thank Name you. Me a deal. Bye-bye.
1: Thank you, man. Keith. Keith is a fan. We, we like fans here. Jump in. 410-481-1300. Give me a shout about Stomping Grounds. If you want, give me a shout about Ring of Honor Best in the World. I'll be there because it's down the street from me. UMBC Events Center in Baltimore. This upcoming Friday. ROH Best in the World. I'm going to pick the card later in the show. Linz from Turnbuckle Topics is going to lose her mind because she gets to meet Marty Skrull. I may also lose my mind because I get to meet Marty Skrull. I'm going to get to meet Marty Skrull. Man I, man, I have a whole thing about him later. That's just... Oh, I have thoughts about him. But anyway, to, to, to get back to... I'm just going to keep going back to stomping grounds, man. I want to piggyback on what Keith just said. Ricochet winning the title was a small... what was a great idea, but here's my condition between him and Samoa Joe. Don't let them be done. Please, this, this should not end right now. Let them keep going. Tonight, let Ricochet have his little celebration thing and have Joe sneak up behind him and put him in the coquina clutch and just be like, I, I ain't finished. Just old school Braun Strowman. I'm not finished with you. Just do that. Keep it going. These two have great feud potential. Now, here's another thing. Please go on WWE.com and watch their post-match interview. And I'm talking about Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn because it's hilarious. It's also on the Turnbuckle Topics Twitter timeline. Please check it out. It's hilarious. Those two are awesome. But Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn beat Big E and Xavier Woods in a tag team match. In a very good tag team match. I don't think it's possible for those four men to have a bad match. And they did awesome. The heels went over. It was a good way to continue this storyline. It has New Day involved in multiple things. And this is the first time that we've truly seen it. New Day is going to be a faction until they decide to split them up. It's going to be such a sad day. But until they decide to split them up, there's still a faction mentality. However... It's cool to see that Kofi is doing his thing while the rest of New Day is doing their thing, but they're still together. And they needed to be able to establish that dividing line because Kofi's a WWE champion. I mean, sure, New Day's affairs are important to him, but he's also got the biggest target on his back on SmackDown until October when the Fox deal kicks in and the brand split is more than likely dead. Other than that, speaking of that, tonight, I believe... We're going to have AJ Styles versus Ricochet in a non-titles mat, non-title match. What? We're getting AJ Styles versus Ricochet. Also, how cool is it that the Good Brothers are just following AJ around? I, I mean, I, I got to be honest. I don't think the Good Brothers are going to resign. Uh, I think they're probably gone. They may work somewhere else. The, here's the thing about it, though. Uh, and I'm not calling them old. The Good Brothers can still go. I would hire them in a second to a long-term deal. Trust me. those guys are Those guys still got it. But I wouldn't be surprised if they don't resign. All right, I got Wes with me again. Wes, welcome back. Hey, what's going on? How you doing? <laughs> I'm doing good, man. What do you got? So literally, I just finished watching Storm and Ground. Okay, fresh. so that's I right, gotta get opinion. it in the
4: show." Yes, it's fresh. Uh,
1: I don't know how many people saw the cruiserweight match, but that was a pretty good match. Oh no, man, those. <sighs> It's I, I one of the members of my network that do a show called Champions Advantage yes. repeatedly say they hate the disrespect towards two hundred five line. Yes, it is it's a great show. It's it, it the wrestling is second to none. Right. And now I understand taking it off Nice. I'm gonna break because I like Tony right. Nice's he was champion. A
4: little dry. He was a little
1: dry. No, I, he, I, I I like Tony Nies's champion, but he was the only person in that match that didn't really have an outward type character. Right, T- Tony's great, but at the end of the day, he's still kind of a guy in tights. Plus, while just, Drew Gulak is kind of losing his mind, and he right. was, he's he's
4: crazy. He's, I remember when he was, yeah. you know, running no no you know that campaign back you know when <laughs> yes. I first started. And no crazy. chanting, yes, exactly, exactly. So, I mean, the Kofi match, like the first call, to Kofi match was excellent. I mean, that's yeah. a great
1: way to end the match. Oh yeah, that that I was thought, cool. Didn't didn't see were, it coming at all. <laughs> was, no, was I was cool. like, oh
4: man, and um. <laughs> My question is, by Becky coming out at the end, did that maybe lose some of her steam? In,
1: she's supposed to be the man. I'm I'm, I'm so glad you brought this up. Her I'm so glad you brought this up. Now, my, my mentality on what to use in kayfabe and storylines and everything, I honestly think that absolutely nothing should be off the table unless okay. it's just that untouchable. I think absolutely nothing should be, if you phrase it in the right way and you book it the right way, you can mm-hmm. make it work somehow. And it's also the other one, and this is my old school mentality talking here. But if Becky and Seth signed off on it being okay,
4: right, fine.
1: right, fine. Right. I mean, that's and it, uh, clearly they've signed off on it.
4: But, See, I wish she would have had her belt.
1: If she would have had her belt. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, that's yeah, true. The well, they're supposed. to, I, I got my little my little update on my phone. They're supposed to kick off RAW together. So I'm curious about that. I, I don't mind it. I don't think it's going to take anything away from either of them, quite frankly. Okay. Seth is a Seth is one of the top five talents in the world. He's right. one of the best right. guys you could put your big title on. Right. And he's doing what no one before him has done. He is taking the universal title and saying, this is the main title on the flagship show of the biggest company in pro wrestling. I'm going to act like it is. And it's right. not because a, a lot of people think he's just kind of placeholding it until Lesnar wants it back. Now, I don't know. He's doing his thing. I I, I don't know because they actually have done enough with me to think that they've taken the element of surprise back with Brock cashing in. And to be honest, I don't know who Brock is going to go after. As far as I know, he might cash in on Kofi Kingston.
4: See, I don't think Brock is going to do it until this whole Fox thing later on. He, yeah. He's gonna tease it a couple times. Yeah, but he's not gonna do it until then.
1: That that would so, be a, that would be a heck of a way the first show on full on network TV in October right. to kick things off is have Brock Lesnar cash in on somebody. I agree.
4: Right, people are gonna be tired of him teasing, and so they'll be happy that he finally cashed it in. Yep. So, oh, one thing I wanted to point out is I don't know if you really I've noticed a lot now how many how much talking they do in the match, especially the. Uh, Becky and
1: Lacey Matt you know, kind of like, I was like, man, they're doing a lot of talking right now. Yeah, the rather loud call where Lacey Lacey missed a spot and uh, Becky was visibly not happy about it. Uh, She
4: didn't give she didn't give Lacey the Undertaker look that he gave Goldberg.
1: Well, no, and nothing will ever compare to what (laughs) to to what Randy Orton did to Kofi Kingston when he just blatantly was just going stupid like that. Like that was not a smart call. Other than that, see, here is the deal. I've been thinking about this because Lacey obviously could have performed better. I don't think she was ready for that type of spot. But what I will give both of them credit for is when they realized the point they were at, they both said, Mm -hmm. "Well, what is it Lacey can actually do?" let's yeah. let her go back to that and it's somewhat saved face cuz i couldn't that's help true. but compare that to oscar and mandy rose where oscar oh. had to literally wrestle in slow motion oh. for mandy to keep up and it still wasn't enough that's yeah. that, that that i couldn't help but compare that cuz Everybody who listens to me, I know you listen to me a lot. There's yeah, only oh. one wrestler that I will outwardly talk negatively about, and that is Mandy Rose. She Ooh. is not ready for any of this yet. Uh, I can't wait until she proves me wrong. I was
4: gonna, who would win a match between Mandy Rose and Eva, Eva Marie? It would probably be just like a I, I, double I, disqualification or something. I, I don't
1: know. <laughs> I, have to be, I would probably give it to, to Mandy Rose, at least because oh Sonya God. might be outside the ring to give her an assist. Um but uh, t- I don't know. I mean, t- t- I will say this: Eva at least got booed. Mandy doesn't get booed or cheered or anything. She just exists. It is not a good look. Eva at least got booed for a while. She at oh least got God. them to react. So I, I don't know. That's that's a match that just nah. I don't. Right. No, I, I understand you bringing it up as a hypothetical, but I don't like to think about.
4: It. I don't no, like to think it's, about it's, that. Draw, draw, draw. Last thing I'm gonna say is the street profits with
1: the NXT champions need a T-shirt on WWEShop.com. <laughs> I agree. I'm I like, agree. come on, they dance. I agree, a hundred percent. All right, Wes, thanks for calling right. in, man. Take it easy. Always fun. Bye. Wes is uh, is the regular that calls in. He is. He's really close to getting his own segment. He's close. I got to be honest. So I t- t- to get to. Uh, a little bit more about stomping grounds here. I've, I've kind of gone over pretty much the whole thing. Becky Lynch and Lacey, yeah. D- here are my two big Lacey complaints. She missed the back elbow spot in the turn bu- in, on the turnbuckle. Becky wasn't happy. It was clear that she wasn't happy. And I, I just think, you know. And then when Lacey tried an arm bar and it really wasn't an arm bar, it was just her trying to pull Becky's arm off. Didn't really look that great. And no, um, no, I might have a slanted opinion. Because for the last couple months, I've been watching Ronda Rousey do arm bars. And ain't nobody doing an arm bar like a Ronda Rousey arm bar. So maybe I'm a little off with that. But still, I you know. Then uh, as far as Kofi Kingston and Dolph Ziggler, those two did awesome because they used the cage in the right way. That steel cage matches are always f- funky to me because they're not like Hell in a Cell matches. Hell in a Cell matches, it is its own type of world and you expect different things and all that good stuff. A steel cage match is effectively a regular singles match with the added bonus of slamming someone into a fence every once in a while. That's kind of it, but they used it properly. It was a cool way to end it. Co- I, if you didn't see it, I'll kind of describe it for you. Spoiler alert. Dolph Ziggler is trying to crawl out the door of the cage and he's kind of halfway out. But the door is wide open. And Kofi Kingston just air mails himself <laughs> through the second rope and just plops on the floor to beat him outside and win. It was a pretty cool way to do it. And I think Kofi's doing a great job. I don't think he's going to lose his title until at least SummerSlam. Even if he does lose it at SummerSlam, I don't know. I'm curious as to who his next feud is going to be. I'm hopeful that he moves on. And little quick thing before I step away for uh, my, my last segment here. A little quick thing the advertised matches on Twitter for Extreme Rules, which is the next pay-per-view in Philly, I may or may not be there, is this. They've advertised Baron Corbin and Seth Rollins again. They've advertised Shane McMahon and Drew McIntyre versus Roman Reigns in a handicap match. And they've advertised Dolph Ziggler versus Kofi Kingston again. Do not think these things are set in stone. Do not. They change a lot. Things might happen. And... I am one of those people. I'm always happy to be this guy. I actually do think WWE has a pretty good read on what people want. But you also have to remember, the company is going to do what they want to do. Okay? That is how this works. It is a business. Hey, we think this is the best call. We're going to do it. Uh, none of our fans are going to like that. Hey, if it, if it benefits two months from now, it was a good call you got to think about that. The other thing I'm excited about when they did a little promo for Extreme Rules is Nakamura was in it. So that makes me think that they want to involve Nakamura in this thing. Please do it. The man hasn't been on TV in forever. All right. i got to step away real quick. Thank you for your calls. The lines, however, are now shut down. When I come back, I will give you my full overall grade on Stomping Grounds, and I'll talk about Ring of Honor, best in the world here in Baltimore. Stick around. It's going to be fun. Traffic on the inner loop is heavy from Cajunsville to Woodlawn above Baltimore. That's from North Charles Street over to Providence Road, also packed on 70 westbound past 29. There are major delays heading into D.C. on 95 from Arbutus to about halfway through Jessup. Heading out of Annapolis on 50, traffic is heavy moving west over to 97. With your traffic, I'm Nathan Scott on CBS Sports Radio 1300. People are always talking about the stock
0: market. Always looking to invest in a good opportunity. Something with the potential to grow. So what if you could invest in the future? The future of kids, like a stock. Not the kind of stock where you invest to make money, but a stock for social change. A whole new kind of investment called better futures. When you invest, it helps students like me go to college, which ends up making the future better for everybody. I could be the first college graduate in my family, the first district attorney from my neighborhood. And if I'm the first, then maybe there will be a second and a third. This can really be the start of something. My name is Charles, and I'm your dividend. Invest in better futures with UNCF. Visit uncf.org slash invest. A mind is a terrible thing to waste, but a wonderful thing to invest in. A public service announcement brought
1: to you by UNCF and the Ad Council. <laughs>
0: Every Monday night from 6 to 7, it's the Top of the Rope Wrestling Show on CBS Sports Radio 1300. Now, once again, here's the enforcer, Gil
1: Cuda Jr. Welcome back to Top of the Rope. So, I got to open with this, right? There's a pro wrestler on Twitter. His name is Dylan Bostic. I don't know if you've ever seen him, but go watch some of his matches. He's a good worker, and he really knows what he's doing. And he simply tweeted this, pick one. And he listed all the promotions, WWE, NXT, AEW, New Japan, Impact, Major League Wrestling, ROH. And a lot of people responded with AEW. It's time for me to be this guy again. They've done one show! Look, if you like the talent and you like the elite and you, you have that opinion, you are totally entitled to it. But I'm going to give my opinion. They did one show. Yes, it was a very good show, but they did one show. Major League Wrestling has had a TV deal. Impact has had a TV deal. WWE has the ultimate TV deal. New Japan has a syndicated TV deal. ROH, it's a syndicated TV deal. NXT is probably one of the most watched things on the network, if not the most watched thing on the WWE network. AEW was on one show. Again, if you think that's the best one, that's fine. But you have very little to compare it with other brands on. They've done one show. Next is going to be Fighter Fest. That's cool. It's good. I'm looking forward to it myself. Champions Advantage is giving away a code to watch it for free. <sighs> Look at their Twitter, at ChampionsPod. Proud members of the Turnbuckle Topic Network. Now, my overall grade for stomping rounds, call me crazy, is an 8 out of 10, which is effectively what Keith said. You said a B plus. Yes. It's a, it's, 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 it's a B+. It's a good job. I did well. Don't worry about it. It's okay. So, yeah, they didn't blow anything out of the water, but they did a very good show. Certainly better than anticipated. Exceeded expectations. That's what you do when a lot of your card is rematches. That's what you do. I think it was a good blend of rematches and matches you haven't seen before. Also, think about the guys and girls who weren't on this show that you would expect to be. Charlotte was not on this show. The Miz was not on this show. I'm just saying, you kind of got to recognize that. Now, this upcoming Friday, Ring of Honor is doing one of their biggest pay-per-views of the year called Best in the World. I couldn't resist. And I got a card for you. I'm going to pick the card for you, all that good stuff. Now, I'm going to be there, as well as Ron Musto Jr. from Turnbuckle Topics and Linz Be Honest from Turnbuckle Topics. Wow, didn't say that right. Turnbuckle Topics teeth and the tongue the tooth and the lips and it's it's going to be fun to work media for these guys i love the promotion locally based well for me at least and i think they kind of get a bad rap right now granted when the elite left it was a nice it was a nice hit but i think they've been doing pretty well for themselves but don't worry i'll get my full opinion on how they can fix that in a bit here's a card real quick kenny king friend of the show is going to go up against Jay Lethal in a best-of-three series. That's pretty cool. I like that idea a lot. I think Kenny King is one of the better talents they've had. TV champ. Could be an ROH champ, absolutely. Great heel. Everything you need. And Jay Lethal is one of the best wrestlers on the planet to this day. He is the flag-bearer for Ring of Honor. If they were having the big Fatal 4-Way match between the Big 4 Promotions... With everyone's flag bearer guy, Jay would be the guy that represents Ring of Honor. It would be him versus Tanahashi from New Japan versus Brian Cage from Impact and Roman Reigns from WWE. If not Roman, maybe Seth Rollins. Other than that, that would be your flag bearer match right there. But Kenny King and Jay Lethal in the best of three series, good stuff. Then we have a women's tag team match from Women of Honor. Where Mandy Leone and Angelina Love take on the current WOH champ, Kelly Klein, the gatekeeper, and Jenny Rose. That's going to be fun. My money's on Kelly Klein and Jenny Rose. I also think Kenny King is going to win the best of three. Because look, Jay Lethal's at untouchable status. He doesn't need to go over in this match. And Kenny King would get a huge boost from going over in this match. Then we have Flip Gordon versus Roosh. You see how I almost mispronounce the verses because of how you have to pronounce Roosh's name? Because it's spelled Rush, but it's pronounced Roosh. Flip and Roosh, that's going to be a fun match to watch. Fast-paced, man. My money's on Flip Gordon. I like Flip. Book Flip. All that good stuff. Then Dalton Castle is going to take on Dragon Lee. I believe Dragon Lee is going to go over. I don't think Dalton's going to get his mission accomplished. I like heel Dalton, kind of. But I don't, I don't think he's going to get it accomplished versus Dragon League. I like Dragon League. Then Colt Cabana is going to team up with Nick Aldis to take on the Briscoes, who have been doing a great job to establish themselves as a very easy-to-hate heel tag team. But my money is on the Chicken Farmers from Delaware. I like the Briscoes in that match. Not just because I'm a fan. I just think it makes sense for them to go over. Then we have what is referred to as a pure rules match between silas young and jonathan gresham now my money here is on silas young but it's it's this is the toughest pick of the night for me because the pure rules match i need to do i need to look at it again i need to rewatch some things and kind of figure out what's going on with it but it's effectively the most gentlemanly match you can possibly have more or less now silas young claims to be pro wrestling's last real man yet He doesn't act like it at all, hence a good heel. So I don't know. It's a tough one to pick. I'm a little bit more partial to I think Silas is going to find a way to sort of cheat to win. But if Gresham goes over, I wouldn't be surprised. Then we have the Ring of Honor six-man tag team titles, which as far as I'm concerned, is the real main event of this pay-per-view where villain enterprises, that being Marty Scurll, PCO, and Brody King, defend their titles against... Haskins, Hot Sauce, and PJ Black. My money is on the villains. Whoop, whoop. My thoughts about a certain villain will come out in a second. Then we have the ROH television title where Shane Taylor takes on Bandito. Look, I ain't got a problem with Shane Taylor as TV champ. I just miss Kenny King as TV champ. But I do think Bandito was going to go over. I think Bandito wins the ROH TV title. He's a great talent. He's gotten over so big in the last month. And ROH really needs this kind of push. So I think it would really help if they they put the title on him. And then the ROH title, Matt Taven versus Jeff Cobb for the big one. See, I really want to pick Jeff Cobb. I really do. But I feel like Matt Taven is going to continue to hold that title until they get someone ready to take it off of him. And there should only be one person that should take the title off of Matt Taven. And that is a villain named Marty Skrull. This is where the rant begins. Ring of Honor, please, listen up as i say for every show you have one massive draw on your roster right now and that is marty Skrull. he is your biggest star it is absolutely undeniable at this point i have no problem with the villain enterprises angle they're doing stuff you don't expect they're good six man tag champs they put on great matches i don't have an issue with it but this guy needs to be your world champion if if you are in the position that Ring of Honor is in right now, you need to put your belt on your absolute biggest draw. You need to do that. It needs to be the villain. I ain't got a problem with Jeff Cobb. Great athlete. Phenomenal wrestler. Plays a good character. Very over. Exciting to watch. But you are not the guy that this company needs right now. In six months? Absolutely. But right now? I don't know why Marty Skrull is not your world champion. And it's not just because I'm a big fan of his. I'll happily admit I am a big fan of his. But no, he is your biggest draw. ROH has not had the same buy rates of pay-per-views. People are not tuning in as quickly as they used to. It is not the same. The way you fix that is putting the belt on your biggest and best asset, which right now is Marty Skrull. Whether he's part of Villain Enterprises or not, you need to get the title on that dude. If it were Matt Taven versus Marty Skrull in the main event, and the six-man titles weren't defended, and instead you replace that with something like, I don't know, have Jeff Cobb team up with somebody to take on the rest of Villain Enterprises... I think that would be a better move right now. Best in the world is supposed to be your third biggest pay-per-view of the year. Because in my opinion, your third biggest is best in the world, your second biggest is final battle, and your biggest is super card of honor. This is your third biggest show of the year. You need to do something to correct the lack of interest in your product since the elite left. And the best way to do that is to make Marty Scurll the ring of honor world champion. That is the best way to do that. I ain't got a problem with Matt Taven. He's a good heel. I like the character he plays, but no, he is not the answer right now. I ain't got a problem with Jeff Cobb either, but he is not the answer right now. And I know they don't want to put the title on Jay Lethal again so soon after he held it because Jay is clearly the safe option. And I never have a problem with with Jay Lethal holding on to the ROH title. I never have that issue. If they put it back on him, it would never be a bad decision. But if you want to turn things around, you get Marty in competition for the big one, even if his contract is going to end soon. I don't know if it would if it would incur him to re-sign because I don't think he's going to re-sign. I think he's good as gone and he's going to go wrestle with his buddies in AEW and then I think there's a 10% chance he might sign on to work for Triple H and NXT. Other than that I think he is gone from Ring of Honor but because you have this amount of time with him on your roster you need to capitalize on that and try to get something back and while he's the champ you can build a couple other stars you can work a couple pushes for a couple games. Guys, to try to get your numbers back up to a much more satiable point. Because right now, you are not where you need to be. NXT has you beat. I am sorry. Rant over. Put the bell on Marty. Please. For me. For everyone. Because it would be a good call. So yeah, let me go over my picks again real quick. Kenny King beats Jay Lethal in the best of three. Kelly Klein and Jenny Rose go over on Manny Leone and Angelina Love. Flip Gordon beats Roosh. Dragon Lee beats Dalton Castle. The Briscoes beat Colt Cabana and Nick Aldis. Silas Young beats Jonathan Gresham in the Pure Rules match. The Villain Enterprises defends their six-man tag team titles. Bandito takes Shane Taylor's ROH television title from him. And Matt Taven retains against Jeff Cobb. However, after Matt Taven retains, I would love to hear Marty's music hit as if I'm coming after you next. Because I'm I'm sorry I'm so one-sided about this, but it's really the only thing you can do right now. The the Briscoes are a nice draw. Okay. Shane Taylor is a heck of a wrestler, good champion. I think you should have kept the TV title on Kenny King a little bit longer. I think Kenny King is better for that spot. Kenny King is one of the best talents in the world right now. I can't wait for him to go up against Jay Lethal. I'm excited to see it in person. By the way, quick reminder, that is this upcoming Friday. Best in the World UMBC Event Center. Go buy a seat. Go watch the boys tear each other apart, and the girls for that matter. It's going to be an ag of a show. It's their third biggest show of the year. It's going to be a good show. Ring of Honor delivers on all of their pay-per-views, to my extent. At least in my opinion, they always deliver. I'm just saying. Pretty much every promotion delivers on all their pay-per-views. New Japan delivers. Ring of Honor delivers. NXT delivers. Major League Wrestling delivers. Evolve delivers. The only ones that slip sometimes are those pesky main roster folks of WWE. But last night in stomping grounds was not one of those nights. They did absolutely fine. I'm not going to give it a perfect rating. See, that's the other thing. This this will be my my closing thoughts here. That's the other thing. It's going to be a long closing thought, but I work in radio. What are you going to do? I, I I can't. I never shut my mouth. This is why I do this. I'm just saying. So my 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 closing thoughts on stomping grounds is: Were you really expecting that perfect of a show? All I saw was I have such low expectations. It's probably going to end up being good, and it wound up being good, whether you had low expectations or not. But then the other half of you are going. B+, plus, still not what they need. So wait a minute. They need an A+, plus 10 out of 10 show for you to go, good job. Really? Is that really what they need? So they can't hit on some matches and miss on others? They, they're not allowed to do that at all? It has to be perfect top to bottom? Look, I know that's what we're used to in NXT. Perfect card, top to bottom. I know that's what we're used to in New Japan more often than not. Perfect card from top to bottom. I'm just, I'm just saying, man. It's it's interesting stuff. But yeah, the main roster sometimes has slips. All right. Stomping grounds, B plus yo. Okay? I think Extreme Rules is going to be better. Yeah, I said it. I'm curious about tonight's Raw. Here, let's go into that, actually. Let's go into tonight's Raw. What do we know is going to happen? We know two things at the moment. What do we know? I'll tell you what we know. We know that Seth Rollins is going to open with Becky Lynch they're both going to come out and cut a little promo and do something we don't know but it's very public knowledge that now the two are dating and in a relationship with each other they had some fun at the end of stomping grounds Becky gave Seth a little tap on the rear end it was funny they look cute here's my favorite there are theories like this here here's my favorite theory there's no way they're dating they acted too much like friends that's that's my theory God forbid they mesh well, you know? I, I, I'm just saying. Uh, not a relationship expert, but hey, I'm just I'm just saying. So here's what we know, right? We know they're going to open it, right? All right, cool. Roman Reigns is going to face Shane McMahon and Drew McIntyre in a two-on-one handicap match. Now, do not fret about this too much. This could be the end of Shane and Drew as a team. See, here's how I, I, I would like it to go. They have it, Roman finds a way to win, and it's all Shane's fault, and Drew just can't take it, so he kicks his head off. That's a very short way to describe it, but that's what I would like to see happen. Why not? Or, Drew gets the win against Roman, and Shane doesn't help him, so he says, I don't need you. Or wait, no, no, I'm sorry. It's going to sound more like this. I never needed you. You are not the best in the world, Shane. It's me. Little Dolph Ziggler shout out there. Then, Kofi Kingston is going to face off against Sami Zayn one-on-one as part of the triple main event. There's going to be a triple main event. Now, that also includes Roman Reigns and Shane McMahon and their total hanging out. And... AJ Styles versus Ricochet in a non-title match. And I say non-title because Ricochet won the United States title last night. But AJ Styles and Ricochet, please let it go on last. It probably won't. But please. Also, it seems like they're kind of sort of reviving the club a little. Which is kind of cool. The way they did it at Stomping Grounds is really cool. Because Ricochet was getting pictures taken of himself with the U.S. title, because that's what they do. Once the title changes hands, they have to take pictures of U.S. champ immediately to sort of solidify that and all that good stuff for all the promotional material. And they had AJ Styles and the Good Brothers walk in and interrupt Ricochet's photo shoot. And AJ said, I'll see you on Raw. And everyone went, "Ah, we're getting AJ and Ricochet. Also, by the way, uh, I just want to say this out loud because I know some other wrestling fans have experienced this like I have. Yes, at one point, my father thought Ricochet was an Irish guy named Rick O'Shea. Yes. It, it is not just you. It has happened to me as well. He still does it as a joke sometimes. He's like, oh, that's the Irish guy. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. The Irish the Irish uh, mixed guy from Paducah, Kentucky. Yep, that's him. New U.S. champ. Anyway. I just figured I'd say that out loud, but I I think we're going to have a pretty fun raw tonight. I got to be honest, I'm not expecting anything huge, but it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a fun show. Not to mention, we will get to see some more wonderful 24/7 title material because we really didn't get to see any at Stomping Grounds. We really didn't. They just kind of re-showed what happened at Drake Maverick's wedding. Yeah, by the way, that happened. If you weren't aware of this, you can find it on Twitter, YouTube, pretty much anywhere. Drake Maverick who legitimately got married earlier this week, he lost his 24-7 championship at his wedding. And his wife is such a team player. Michelle, we all love you to death. Because not only did she let that go by, but she tweeted saying, I can't deal with this 24-7 stuff anymore. I want a divorce. Now, that's not true. They're not actually. But she actually jumped in on kayfabe. How cool is that? Drake, you found a real one, my man. Good for you. Also, she got married in a red dress, which is just such a power move. That's awesome. So I was like, that, that's, that's, that's awesome. Whew. But yes, R-Truth is now a seven-time 24-7 champion. Seven, t- It's going to happen a lot. So I, I'm curious what we might see tonight. Also, we're all waiting for when Carmella is going to win the title from him, because Carmella's been helping Truth get away from people. We're just wondering when she's just going to go. You know what? I'm taking this. <laughs> I see my opportunity because I want to see a women. Uh, I want to see a woman win the title. I want to see a non wrestler personality. I want to see a backstage interviewer win the thing. I want to see a ref win the thing. Something like that. They used to do it with the old hardcore title with Crash Holly. Everyone remember former official Jack Doane? Yeah, Jack Doan tried to win the hardcore title from Crash Holly. It didn't go very well for him, but he tried. Stuff like that. Jinder lost it while he was sleeping. Poor guy. <laughs> sleeping on a plane and Truth covered him for the title. <laughs> Flying over to Saudi Arabia. <laughs> Caught him sleeping. It's it's fun stuff. I'm, I'm excited to see where it goes. Also, they'll involve anybody in this thing, which is, that's pretty cool. I got to be honest. So I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to another Firefly Funhouse. Or are the rumors true? And will Bray actually appear on Raw? And you'll know if he does, because you'll hear me screaming from my home. There is no number I can put to quantify my fandom for Bray Wyatt. I cannot possibly describe it to you, how awesome I think he is. He is the only one I will completely abandon rationality for. When somebody, you know, when I went to WrestleMania 33 and he lost to Randy Orton in the match with the protectors that had like worms and stuff on it, that was a bad idea. But still, when he lost that title, I abandoned all logic. I didn't sit and go, well, what are the options here? No, I was just, no, lo- I, this is terrible. Why do you have to lose? I, no, I disagree with this entirely. He's the only one I will abandon rationality for. Him and maybe Shayna Baszler. Maybe. Shayna is more I'm just going to always pick her to win. It's more, it's more or less that. So, All right, well, guys, that's it for me. Thank you for showing up a little earlier than usual. Thanks to Chris Pinero. Thanks to Keith and Wes for calling in. I'll be back next Monday, and we'll talk about more things in the world of wrestling, and I'll tell you what it was like to work media for Ring of Honor. Thanks, guys. I'm out of here.
0: pre seating was a paid program, and the views expressed on this show do not
4: represent the views of WJZ AM, Intercom Communications, its sponsors or affiliates.